Rufus Sumner was valeting a private party when a man leaving the party handed him a ticket. Number C813. Rufus had a system for parking the cars, and C813 should have been right around the corner on Wayne Ave. But it wasn't there. In fact, it didn't seem to be anywhere. Every now and then I, I lose track of a car, but there's only a limited number of places it could be. I, I, this time, though, it just wasn't any, any place at all. I thought I, I can't have misplaced it. I can't have, but I thought I did. Obviously, Rufus, the first thing you did was call the police yes. to make sure it wasn't stolen. Yes, I did. They said they had no reports. In fact, they said we lived in a crime-free, well, I was working in a crime-free zone. This is Police Chief Rosanna Panis. Yeah, the area is pretty dangerous, to be honest. I mean, huh. you know, we really try to, uh, you know, keep the worries at bay, but, you know... Yeah, after, later on I found out that it when they said crime-free zone, they meant you better not be there because they were just trying to keep my worries from getting too worked up. That is really confusing wording. Yeah, Because it, it definitely sounds like there's no crime there. It does, it does, yeah. But what they but mean is, they, guys, please stop doing crimes. Let's... Yeah, yeah. Huh. So. Now, Chief Panis, um, we've been looking for this Porsche for about eight months now and nothing's turned up and uh and you guys have um you, you guys have ins on all of the crime syndicates right uh yes 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 for the most part yes, yes. and no no sign of this porch no no not i mean nothing in one piece if you know what i'm saying i mean we found some individual items that could porsche be tires Clues precisely. Yes, that's correct. Um, but you know, not a whole car. I haven't found a whole car yet. I haven't even found enough pieces to compile an entire car. I mean, we're working on it. We're working on it. So, Rufus, what do you believe happened? Do you think that the car was stolen? I think the car was abducted. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the only explanation. I mean, sure, there's a lot of crime there, but I, you know, I keep a watchful eye. Uh, I think, uh, Visitors from outer space? Maybe. Huh. And they were like, uh, we want to find out why these humans love these vehicles. I went to talk to Mikey Roosevelt, the owner of the Porsche. Yeah, I've been looking all over for my Porsche and no sign of it. Filed a claim. Bada bing, bada boom. Check in the mail. New Porsche. New Porsche. Huh. And um, are, are you ever going to trust a valet with, the, with your keys again? God, no. Ever since that incident, I'm like, you want my keys? Stand back. You ain't getting them. I've punched several valets. So what do you do? You just park it yourself? That's right. I self-park like a peasant. Huh. Now, Rufus, um, yeah. your company had to pay, pay out a pretty big claim yeah. for this well, Porsche. It's, it's not my company anymore. It's uh, my former company. Oh, you were um, let yeah. go? Yeah. Let go. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Just tough. for getting your car abducted? You know, I tried to tell them. I thought it was extraterrestrial beings had come down and sampled it. You know, kind of like, uh, kind of like the Rapture, only for cars. You know, yeah, like a car apocalypse. Yeah, like a car apocalypse. Huh. I guess, I guess that car was the only one good car, and all the other cars were left down in, on Earth. Rufus has been living in my basement. This is Rufus's mother, for Maria Sumner. So long. I really want him out. I just, I don't know. He's drawing flying saucers on the concrete with Sharpies. I don't know. Miss Sumner, has he ever had an um, obsession with UFOs in the past? Uh, at his last job, he worked at KFC. And I remember a drumstick. Got abducted. It totally got abducted. There was supposed to be a drumstick in this bucket of chicken, and there was none. And the customer complained. The only explanation was it got abducted. Chief Panis, have you um, gotten any leads on this abducted uh, drumstick? No, no. Found a lot of bones, lots of skin, lots of gristle, a few livers and gizzards around, but hmm. no solid leads on the leg. You know, I'm, uh, 
Very curious as to why my car was never found. It has a very distinct license plate. What's the license plate? Carpocalypse. I paid lots and lots of money to squeeze all those letters onto the plate. Rufus, did you know that the the license plate of the of the car in question was Carpocalypse? Um, I probably knew at the time, but I think the aliens took that part of my brain out when they got here, wow. so I don't remember. How did I know is the thing. I feel this is amazing. Am I am I part of this? Am I involved? Maybe we're all part of it. Oh my god. This goes all the way to the top. So I went all the way to the top. To Tori Malatia. Tori. Do you know what's going on with these cars? No idea. Well, I gotta take his word for it. It's This American Lie. I'm Ryan Crass. Each week, you pick a theme. We can write stories on that theme. This week's theme, looking for parking. Today's episode will be presented to you in four acts. Act one, looking forever. Chloe Grace Horowitz was meeting her friend for lunch at a trendy West Hollywood bistro. She gave herself 10 extra minutes to find a spot in the notoriously hard-to-park neighborhood. 15 minutes had passed, and she still hadn't found a parking spot. So she decided to turn on her tape recorder. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Life is going on outside of my vehicle. I can see people's people's reverse lights are turning on and then they're turning off as if they were going to to go in reverse. But then, but then, no, no, no. They just decide, they just decide to park it. They just decide to leave their car there. So I can't, I can't use their spot because they're already using it. This is great, oh, oh, rolling down my window. Excuse me, sir, sir, can you, um, uh, yeah. can you tell me, I, I see your keys are in your hand. Do you, uh, do you think you're gonna, um, Ex- do you, are you going to go to your car and exit your parking spot? Oh, no. I'm just going to turn my lights on and sit in my car on my phone for about 15 minutes. That's exactly what he did. I watched him. He sat there for 15 minutes. And then after that 15 minutes was over, he got out of his car. He got out of his car and he waved at me. He waved and then I kept driving. My foot was starting to fall asleep. But I kept driving and I kept searching. Oh, oh, a residential area. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, I'll just, I'll just pull over here and. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, you can't park here. I'm actually putting up the sign right now. Temporary tow away. Yeah. Monday, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, they're shooting an episode of. Uh, a whiskey cadaver in my uh, uh, my house, and uh, you know I, I have to keep the the street clean for that. So uh, sorry, you know you can come back after nine if you want. After nine? Nine tonight. That's when the the parking restriction. To meet my friend for lunch. I can't come out. Maybe you can have a late lunch. Oh, what's this? Whiskey Cadet? What's this sign? Whiskey Cadet? Yeah, it's a hot new show. Oh, that new show about that bar that's in that morgue? Yeah, yeah. Where the bartenders also do stuff on dead bodies? Are you guys talking about Whiskey Cadaver? Yeah, yeah, we the, are. Oh, yeah, shooting right here. Like shooting. Cheers meets Six Feet Under, right? Yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, they're... Uh, they're, they're shooting in the neighborhood today. That is exciting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I shouldn't tell you guys this, but uh, they need a couple extras. I, I can, oh can I, God. can I park here Lady, and then this come is in? my big break. Can you be quiet for a second? I would love to be an extra. Well, you know, you see the you see that woman over there with the uh, with the with the board. She's got that. She's got a clipboard. clipboard. I'll, I'll I'll go over if I if I can park right here. I, I'll go over you to her. You can't park here. See these these. I'll go. We just until, walked over. Yeah, they walked. Yeah, if until you're in the actually, I take that back. You'd have to go back to base camp, take the shuttle, come back over here, and then 
be an extra. So that's how you could do parking. But this is for like, you know, honey wagons, uh, star wagons, your various wagons that you need when you're shooting. A I TV peeled show. out of there. I was over it. I was done listening to this this man tell me what I can and cannot do. I was I was late. Um, I was texting with with my friend and I um I then I then heard heard those those sirens behind me and I knew I knew I was getting caught getting caught texting and driving oh officer officer yes hello this was this was officer Maggie Michaels. Do you know how... Do you know why I pulled you over? I was... I was going the speed limit. I know that much. Officer. Yeah, well, uh, I saw your cellular phone in your hand while the car was in motion. So... Yeah. Um, I... I'm gonna have to give you a citation. No, I... I I totally understand where you're coming from, officer, and I I understand that this is... You need to see my ID? That is correct. Dispatch to car 93. Dispatch car 93. Go ahead, Carl. Uh, we're going to need you to head on over to 95th Street. There's been an abduction. Over where they're filming whiskey t- cadaver? Yeah, how do you know that? Oh, man, I got I got people everywhere, Carl. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and head on over. That Roger sounds. That. that sounds like you need to go do that right away, and I'm just looking for a parking spot. You, you pulled it's me over. It's your lucky day, ma'am. You can stop talking. Have a great day. Okay. <sighs> okay. So the officer had pulled me over into a red zone, and I needed to get out and stretch my legs. So I did a few sun salutations right next to where I'd pulled over, breathing deeply in and out. <sighs> Breathing deeply in. Hey, can I rub your feet? Uh, are you talking to me? Can I rub your feet for two dollars? No, no, sir. Are you gonna pay me though? Is that? No, I'll rub your feet and you give no, me two dollars. No, no, no. Okay, I'm getting back in my car. Getting back in my car. Peeling out again. At this point, I figured it was time to give up. I turned on. The radio. Because maybe something would urge me to keep moving, to keep going, to keep looking for that spot. This week on Whiskey Cadaver, Brandon tells Trisha the one thing that he's she's been waiting to hear, and he's been waiting to tell her. Well that sounds that sounds interesting. Maybe I should go back and, and Yeah. No, I, I could be an extra. On Whiskey Cadaver? Why not? I went back to 95th Street. Hi, it's me. I'm here again. Hi. Um, are you working here? Yes. Um, yes. Can you tell me, can you tell me where base camp is again? Because I'll just, I'll go park at base camp and I'll get the, the van up and, uh. It is over in the valley. You gotta get in. You gotta go to the valley. Yeah. It's it's, in the valley. Yeah, and then there'll be a shuttle, and it'll take you back here. Sure. And uh, probably about an hour or so, the whole thing will take. I'll tell you what I will do. Here are my keys. What? Take my my car. I don't want to drive here anymore. I'm done. I'm over it. You look like you might need some sort of vehicle. Well... How's this brown Honda Accord sound? Oh, it's, it's... you know, I'm I'm just a PA. I just moved here. I don't. There you go. See, you can sell it. Go to cars. Go to cars.com and sell it. I'm a walker now. You know what? I I gotta say no because I got no place to park this car. Yeah, that's my problem too. I take the car. Rub your feet. Give me the car. Wait a minute, lady. Are you following me? You're following me clearly. I ended up at the police station. I parked my car in a loading zone. At this point, it was 4.23 p.m. Officer! 
Officer, Maggie, uh, sorry, I... Fancy seeing you. I, I just wanted to, um, to see how that abduction went off. It was fine. She was just in the backyard. They have uh, bunnies on set, so she just went and found the bunnies. I, Kids um, are always by the bunnies. I, I drew you this thank you card while I was driving over here. Uh, thank, thank you. I don't for, need to hear that because that's also considered distracted driving, oh, right, which I can right. also of write course. your citation no, of course, for. Of but, you know, I feel like we're on a first name basis now, so we just kind of can skip right over that. Yeah, it's Chloe. Chloe, like, yeah. of course, yes. Let me go. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. You'll come this way and you'll like it. No. You'll like it. What? This guy offered me $2 to rub my feet. Hold on, this lady's stalking me. She's been following me all day. Did you, was that $2 you pay him or he pays you? Well, actually, no. At first I thought, I thought it was he was going to pay me in order to touch my feet. But now, but then I realized, no, it was actually, he wanted the money for... for Are you some sort of freak lady? I feel like a freak. Every day I get in my car. And I circle. And I stalk. For parking spots. And I wait. And all the while, I'm breathing. I'm continuing to live fearlessly. The DMV was closed. So I I couldn't get my registration. I couldn't get my registration renewed. So they put a boot on my car. They put a boot. I tried to get it off. I gnawed at it even with my teeth. To no avail. Hey, uh, mister, I'll, uh... I'll give you two dollars to rub your feet. Freak lady? Yeah, no, I am a freak. That's exactly what I am. I'm a freak who has her Honda Accord booted. Sorry. That's just too weird for me. My day's going great. I just found a parking space right away and uh, I want to make the most of it. Oh, it was the last one. I mean, it's incredible. It's like God was looking out for me. Bless me with a parking space. I I guess everything is just going my way today. Wow. That's incredible. I don't believe in God, and I probably never will. I was once an extra in an episode of Forensic Files. I was the guy who did it. Up next, on This American Lie, Looking for Love. That's when we're trying to live in the program continues. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by Walgreens. Walgreens, just park here. Go wherever you have to go. We'll be waiting for you. This is Mary Lai, Margaret. Each week, you pick a theme and bring your rice rice on that theme. This week's theme, looking for parking. Act two, looking for love. Greta Smythe was visiting her local Trader Joe's when she spotted the perfect spot right in front of the store. At the same time, Sam Alvarez the man who would become her husband, was also visiting that Trader Joe's and also spotted that spot. They both tried to pull in, both feeling the spot was rightfully theirs. And they got into an incredible argument and thus began their relationship. Producer Will Gorsh presents their story. When Harry met Sally and other famous couples... That's the story of Greta and Sam. Tell me, Greta and Sam, you were at each other's throats yes, we the were. first time you met. Yeah, I had both hands on a tire iron. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I have a gun that I keep beneath my front seat. I <laughs> almost grabbed it. I still have oh it. We always joke. We'll we be driving and like, grab it and wave it around sometimes. <laughs> You know, you hear, you hear about the meat cutes in the movies. It's yeah. like, ah, you're both going for the same parking space. It's like, you know, she's Kate Hudson and I'm, you know, Matthew McConaughey before he had the McConaughey's <laughs> Now let me ask, who actually got the spot? 
<sighs> well, neither one of us did, Ashley. Yeah. 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 yeah we, uh, we're both pretty stubborn people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both yeah. of our cars actually ended up getting towed. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, you yeah. know. They were kind of think- both... It's like some old lady got it, I think. Right? Yeah, it was just us. I slid in with my scooter. <laughs> your entire, uh, your rascal scooter was considered uh, a motor vehicle to park in a... That is correct. Uh, yes. We got to know Mrs. Farmingham, too, yeah. that day. We we said, you know, we, we Greta was reaching for her tire iron again, and I kept thinking about that gun I keep under my seat, which I don't have now because it was with my car. But uh, we got, then when Mrs. Farmington pulled in, uh, we just, she joined the argument. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was arguing with us about arguing. Right. She was like, oh, you two, you obviously have an attraction for each other. We're like, no, we're not. She's a jerk. Took my seat space. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, friendship sparks flew. Huh. But that's where, the conflict didn't end there. Once you got inside the Trader Joe's. Oh, my God. There was one box of JoJo's left. Yeah, and it yeah. was the holidays. It was the peppermint ones. And you the know? three of you reached for that box. Oh. What are the odds, right? What, what are, are the odds? odds? Yeah. Yeah. You know. And what happened next? Well, I got them because I'm tallest and uh, I have really well, sharp elbows. Okay, all right. Let's, let's. She didn't so much get them as they were in my hands and she elbowed me with her sharp elbows and uh, they cascaded to the ground and then Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Farmingham uh, I told the him cult. this sub story about my grandkid who won't eat anything else. Which is a lie. A total lie. He yeah, doesn't have grandkids. I, lied. <laughs> I, lied. I knew it was a lie. You know, and uh, yeah, so then we had something new to fight about then. Um, you know. And yet it didn't end there. No. 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 You know, um, it was really odd that all three of us were only there to buy the Peppermint JoJo's. True. Um, then we were looking for a cashier. And there was only one lane open. Yeah. And, and you know, well, first of all, back up. I mean, when I didn't get the JoJo's, you know, when Greta got them, I got some other things I like. I got some cranberries. I got some almonds. Uh, it's a wonderful snack. Trader Joe's has a lovely nut selection. Oh, they don't do. They? Yeah, right? they do. The those individual are the packs. Very the energy best. bars. Well yes. Yeah. I prefer the bulk at Whole Foods. Oh. Well, you know, we're not all made of money. <laughs> anyway, so we're all, and I forget what, what you got. Was it a, you, you would grab something what too. Greek yogurt. Wasn't it a yogurt? Oh, yogurt. I love yeah. that Greek yogurt. So all three of us raced for the same, and lo and behold, we all hit at pretty much the same time in the cashier lane. Well, this just amped things up more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you all bumped into each other at the same time. Yep. Knocking heads. Yep. All dropping your items. Oh, it was a mess. Chose was everywhere. I mean, but it was the last box. So I, I scooped him up and put him back in the box. I mean, it's pretty lie. gross. <laughs> and then when you stood up and looked at each other, you all fell in love. I, I had a concussion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we fell in love then. I, I would say so. I, I mean, maybe we all had a concussion. I mean, or, uh, the I mean, attraction at least fun. set in at that moment. It did. I mean, it was one of those things in life where you're like, <laughs> okay, universe, I get it. <laughs> you're really shoving then, it down at, my throat. At that point, Sam, is that when you I decided to ask Greta out? I, I did. I, uh, I said, uh, you know, this is crazy, but I like having someone who's a sparring partner who can hold their own with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I train at a boxing ring. Are you free tomorrow night to... Throw some punches at each other. Yeah. And I, I said, I fence on the weekends. Yeah. What are you doing next Friday? <laughs> and not wanting to be left out. I couldn't go. I had to go to the hospital because I had a stroke the year prior. So I had to uh, deal with the concussion. It was an actual concussion. They diagnosed me. However, Greta and Sam, your friendship that had blossomed that moment with Mrs. Farmingham... You went to visit her in the hospital. We did. We did. Yeah. Um, we did the boxing thing the next day. Uh, it was pretty quick. You know, we just went there. Um, she is a dirty fighter, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I can hold my own. I can hold my own. You know? 
Uh, I could see you have a, um, a scar right above your eye. Well, is that from? Well, that there's this one or this one. This are one, they both from Greta? Well, this one's the tire iron. <laughs> you know, you know how you ever heard of Chekhov's gun? That phenomenon when I you have. mention something in a play, you're going to see it used by the end of the play. Well. This, that's kind of like life. It's like when somebody has a tired iron, eventually they're going to use it on your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More than once. <laughs> they should call it a head iron. The other one is from... <laughs> the other one is from... Uh, that is from the boxing match because uh, unbeknownst to me, she put a roll of quarters in the gloves. Yeah. And every time she hit me, it was like boom, rip, boom, rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I she, came prepared. <laughs> she is a dirty, dirty player. Yeah. Yeah, we like to play pranks too. I mean, even even the next day, you know, after after we, you know, boxing, grab some lunch, and we we went to, we went to uh, visit Mrs. Farmingham in the hospital, and we were plugging her and unplugging her, plugging her and unplugging her. Like, oh, she was flatline <laughs> heartbeat, flatline heartbeat. It yeah. was hilarious. She got a kick out of it. She loved it. I had to unplug my husband, Mr. Farmingham, three years ago. Um, but it was funny. They're funny jokes, just. So, um, we really felt something special between us. Yeah. Uh, So special, in fact, that uh, you just had a little one. Yet you couldn't decide on a name. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, what is her name? The whole wedding was, was, uh, was a mess. Because we could, you know, there were so many decisions that ended in, in like, brawls. Oh, yeah, for sure. Chairs smashed, everything. Mrs. Farmingham came over and, like, threw something. I think I hear your daughter crying. Yeah. What what should I call her? Call her blank, because we left a blank space on the birth certificate. Is that because you want want her name is blank, or you... Well, we left it blank, because we couldn't decide. Turns out, in this state, that ends up being what your name is. Yeah, because, I mean, we did uh, originally just write girl alvary but you know we don't want to make those decisions for her right so well, what name did you it. want greta oh i mean a bunch of a bunch of different names i mean i've always loved karen um i've always loved old-fashioned really karen was at the top of your karen list wow yeah you know our didn't know our daughter is a 60 year old woman <laughs> I, I apologize to our listeners at home uh, anyone named karen i mean no offense uh sam uh, any names at the top of your list chrysanthemum Chrysanthemum. Yeah. 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 Wow. You know, it, it shows she loves nature. We love nature. It's unique. She'll be the only one. She's got a nickname right there, Chris. Yeah, I think it's a perfect name, but somebody said, I'm not a hippie. Yeah. Yep, what put that tire do? iron down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the shelf at Armstrong Garden Center or what? <laughs> yeah, she, uh, and she said, if you uh, want to name our child Chrysanthemum, then you can also ex- carry her in your body and... Uh, force her out through your crotch. That is so, correct. I did say that. And I said, that's not biologically possible. I wish I could, but I can't. And uh, that's where I got this scar. Hmm. You know. Cheese grater. Box grater, to be exact. Yeah, it was a wedding gift. Well, perhaps one day when Blank grows up and discovers that uh, she doesn't have an actual real name, Maybe she too will be uh, looking in a Trader Joe's for something to eat and might bump into that special someone. I, I hope so. I, I really do hope the best yeah, for her. I, hope I think she her. can be as happy as we are. Yeah. <laughs> we are so happy. So happy. I mean, the so power. Incredibly happy. Choice, independent yeah. Uh, yeah. opinion. Yeah. For we, those of you listening, uh, both Sam and Greta are clenching. Uh, Weapons at this very moment. Tire iron in Greta's hand and a bowling pin for some reason in Sam's hand. I, I, uh, I bowled the 300 game once. They gave me this pin as a memento. Oh, she's gonna mock. Sorry, did you say memento? She's gonna mock me because of the way I say memento. Memento. Marshmallow memento. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I take speech classes all the way through college. Uh, you know, I work very hard, and every now and then I slip into my natural voice, Greta, but don't worry about it. I'm fine. What kind of mental? Yeah, this is it. This is what I live with. Yeah. <laughs> so much passion. 
So much aggression, so much passive, aggressive aggression. Perhaps the two of these fine folk will one day decide on the name of their child and finally decide who can have that parking space. I, I saw the parking space first, by the way, just for the record. Definitely did that. Yeah, I did. I totally did. I, I saw it first. I saw it first. In from the east. You, I mean, yeah, you had so much further to go. You had to turn in front of me. My car was short. I, I had. I, it was a Mini Cooper. I could fit in it. Well, then you should have parked somewhere that had more room. I met, I met my wife on a pig farm. Short story. Up next on This American Lie, parking in the rear. Let's return on This American Lie. <laughs> Our prayer continues. It's not going to be like that. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by the CNN building. So tall, you won't know what floor to go to. This is This American Lie. I'm Mary Grass. Each week, I'm and bring your variety stories on that theme. This week's theme, parking in the rear. I'm sorry, the theme is looking for parking. The story is parking in the rear. Where's my head at these days? Gotta stop drinking so much decaffeinated tea. Act three, parking in the rear. In Akron, Ohio, in 1973, a nonstop barrage of regulatory changes led to one of the longest construction delays in American history. The Preston Building, a proposed 30-story office complex, allotted 200 parking spots. Then the regulation changed to 300, so the plans changed. Then height requirements changed. This went on and on and on for seven years. Producer Thomas Michael Sandino presents recordings of the entire process provided to us by the Preston Foundation. Thanks, Preston Foundation. A lot of people might think that looking uh, at the construction of a building um, in a medium, medium size at best U.S. city might not be fascinating, but it's a glimpse into what things were like in a now long ago era, 1970s. Between 1973 and 1980, the Preston Company tried their best to get a skyscraper built in Akron. But as the Requirements kept changing. The deadline gets pushed further and further back. Tape number one here is from the initial meeting back in 1973, when back then they were ready to go, little knowing what the future would bring. All right, so we're ready to break ground tomorrow. Um, Johnson, you, uh, that's, you're you leading the crew. That's Carl Preston. He is the owner of the company, the founder. I trust that you can handle this job. I've put you in charge, and uh, I know you. I know you're up to the task. That's correct, Mr. Preston. Yes, of course, no problem. We'll be right on schedule and under budget. I can. I can guarantee. Katie Johnson wasn't only a head of a construction company. She was also what was known in the business as a fixer, somebody you could go and talk to the people in the city and make things run smoothly. Now I lobbied the mayor to get the. The wheels greased a bit, so uh, we should be able to, uh, you know, speed through the process. Got some red tape for us, so um, I expect we uh, we finish this thing in uh, under budget and in about six months. By grease the wheels a bit, he meant big time payoffs. It was harder to find stuff out in the 1970s. Corruption was everywhere. I got to take my kids to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this weekend, so I don't want any calls. I just want you to get the job done. An early version of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was in Akron. Later on, it moved, of course, to Cleveland, but they were testing it out in Akron. In fact, the Preston Foundation, the Preston Company, was hoping that they would locate permanently in Akron, turn it into a tourist mecca, (laughs) and we know how that turned out, but... I'm going to jump ahead now. Uh, This is from the actual city council meeting when the tougher regulations were passed. Uh, The first voice you'll hear 
is Sandra Higginbopper, who was the president of the council at the time and the first woman elected to head a city council in the entire state of Ohio. Okay, everyone, please take it easy. <laughs> take, no, t- take it easy. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get to all of your questions, and we're gonna have we're gonna have plenty of spaces for everyone to to park when they go to the Preston Building. To, yes, uh, I'm worried. It's thirty stories high. Okay. But they only have 200 spaces? Did I hear that correctly? David Jefferson, could you please put on your shirt? Uh, no, it is your... my God-given right to show my body. I'm concerned about the uh, the amount of long spots. Yes, no, I, I understand that. All the spots that. are regular Troy, length, and Troy I, Hoover. I have a very long car. Troy, what if I want to visit the Preston Dome? Troy Hoover, you you will have enough space. We will make sure that there is a spot I'm looking long at the, enough. I'm looking at the plans right now. There's not a single long spot. I'll tell you what. We're going to change those plans. We're going we're gonna to make some changes, and we are going to justify those changes based on the things that you all are saying today at this town hall. All right? I'm most concerned with bicycle parking. I take my bicycle there and and I, I don't see anywhere for bicycle parking. That's Allison Schwinn. On the plans. I have I have many a bicycle. My family has bicycles. Yes. We plan to visit as a family. Mrs. Schwinn. Mrs. Schwinn, we will have uh, bicycle racks uh, located closest to the elevators okay. so that you and your family can enjoy the Preston building and come with your bicycles. Um, we will have a bicycle lane. All of these changes uh, will be made at the next town hall meeting, and you will see for yourselves the blueprints will be different. Excuse me. I just saw Saturday Night Fever last night, and I want to know... Are any of these spots going to be dedicated for dancing? Because I want to dance. May I, may I ask what type of dancing you, you will be doing in this parking lot, in this parking structure? Any and all dance. And so the meeting went on. Uh, at the end, uh, Sandra was so overwhelmed by the question, she just unilaterally imposed a higher requirement for the parking. Uh, Mrs. Schwinn, who, by the way, not only was married to an heir from the uh, uh, famous bicycle company, but she herself was a descendant of the Wright brothers, who were from Ohio and who were bicycle mechanics, was indignant that this would lead to more cars than fewer bicycles. It was the 70s. The energy crisis was raging. So she started leading protests the protests continued for about six months, and we're jumping ahead now to mid-1974. Bike or bust. Bike or bust. This is when it's so Bike much respect in the city that Bike or bust. they let her lead the chants by herself. Bike or bust. Bike or bust. Okay, Mrs. Schwinn. Bike or bust. I came all the way down from my office for this. All right, do you have to protest in front of my building? Mr. Carl Preston. Preston, I know your father, and my father knew his father. Everyone in Akron knew each other from way back. Yeah, I know. They go way, way back. I remember when you were in diapers. I remember when you couldn't say anything or stand. Mr. Schwinn, I don't want any trouble, all right? All I want to do is take my kids to Cedar Point this weekend, all the way in Sandusky. It's a long drive up there. Ah, Cedar Point, huh? What's next week? Kings Island for some coasters? Mr. Privilege Pants over here. There were a lot of amusement parks in Ohio back in the 1970s. You know, I like to treat my kids, okay? And you know what I like to do? Treat my lungs by not breathing so much of the gas fumes. What does that have to do with my building, Mrs. Schwinn? Because the cars are going to be coming. There's going to be more cars in a contained area with more parking spaces. We need more bike parking. Mrs. Schwinn uh, wasn't satisfied with the uh, efforts the council had done so far. So she rallied her supporters, and believe me, in Akron, she had a lot of supporters. She demand that the Preston building be capped at a lower height. So 
would draw fewer cars and cause less pollution. We're going to jump ahead. This struggle went on until 1976. So I'm going to jump ahead to this bicentennial town city council meeting. I see. I see your petition here. I see how many signatures. Wow, that's Mrs. Schwinn. That is a lot of signatures. Sa- and Sandra Higginbotham had still will, in charge. I will certainly look look this over, and uh, we will do what we can to cap the building. And at seven, seven stories. At seven. seven, seven. That is what it says here on this yes. petition. Um, you look cold. May I offer you this uh, crocheted blanket? That my grandmother made for me. It's not a bribe. It's just, you look cold. You usually don't see government uh, elected officials bribing their constituents. It's usually the other way around. But things are different in Akron. How kind of you to offer me a handcrafted Afghan. I just, I thought maybe this, it's a very drafty hallway that we're having this meeting in. It is a so. nice periwinkle. I, uh, I, uh, I suppose I can sit with it until the meeting's over. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to butt in here for a second. I know that you just satisfied Mrs. Schwinn, but, uh, I got a problem. Of course you do, Troy Hoover. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> you have problems every time we meet. What is your problem today? Well, I just think that any building built in the bicentennial year of our Lord... 1976 should at least, at the very least, be shaped like an American flag. I'm sorry, but I'm... Like a rectangle done. No. Like a wavy American flag that I can stand and salute because I love my country, unlike the rest of you hillbillies. This tape cut off here, but I'm told by people who were there that when Troy Hoover gave his speech, there was a massive wave of applause that just rippled across the room. The loudest applause anyone in Akron had ever heard. So the city council passed a new resolution saying that all new buildings, seven stories or higher, had to be shaped like rippling American flags. This, needless to say, caused a real challenge to the architects, as this tape of Carl Preston demonstrates. All right, this thing has gone way, way over budget. Um, now, see here, we can we can just uh, bend the metal. We'll just bend the metal like this. See, this is this is we'll, this works. This we'll works. bend it. We'll thin it. We'll bend it. We'll thin it. It'll go further. Exactly, you were supposed to finish exactly. this in six months. Yes, but I mean, that just what was what was I supposed to do with the Schwinn lady and the Hoover guy? All I these mean, new demands. Okay, okay, we're gonna build the damn building like a flag. Okay. All right. Yeah. But my kids are now old enough to drive, so they're taking me this weekend to Columbus, just to Columbus. Okay. okay. To walk around. Okay? And I don't want, when I get back, I don't want to hear any more nonsense. I don't care about protests. Of course. Of course, Mr. President. Of course. Treat yourself. I hear, I hear a Carabas just opened up build there. Hey, Carl. A giant hey, Carl. stupid flag. What? In Columbus? Are you going to go to the corner of Columbus Street and Columbus Ave? I've always wanted to do that. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Just just get it done. Take some time for yourself, of course, sir. But they couldn't get it done because there simply is no way for an architect to design a building like an American flag that can stand. Years dragged on and after 1976 went into 1977, Jimmy Carter was president, peanuts were popular. City council meeting proposed to be shaped like a peanut instead. The city council passed that resolution. 1978, people got tired of peanuts. They switched to almonds. They recommended that it be shaped like a Mars bar. 1979, in the wake of the movie Grease, there was a big hit the previous year, they moved that the building be built like Olivia Newton-John's tight outfit at the end of the movie. So finally, we get to 1980. The show Dallas was making people captivated all over the world. And at that point, the building was built. It was long, low, and flat. And there was a hole in the side that said, Who shot Carl Preston? Because Carl Preston...
Last year I built a birdhouse. My wife makes me sleep in it. Up next on This American Lie. Look who's parking. That's when we turn on that program. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by Groundworks Coffee. Make sure you go to the right location. Um, if you and your friend are arranging a meetup, be sure to agree on meeting up at the, the same Groundworks. There's a few of us out there. Groundworks Coffee. Mmm. What a cup of joe. It's This American Lie, Mario Grassi, each week. We pick a theme. Let me go ahead and bring you a variety of stories on that theme. This week's theme, looking for parking. Our fourth and final act, look who's parking. The Royal Lotus Spa is a very fancy VIP spa in Ojai, California. The famous clientele insist on a certain amount of privacy, which makes it a pretty interesting place to work. Our producer, Loretta Sims Berger, spent a week working in the garage with the Royal Lotus parking attendants. Here's Loretta. Normally when I think of a parking attendant or a valet attendant, I think of a vest, maybe a bow tie, um, running around, keys, a nice crisp white shirt maybe. That wasn't the case at the Royal Lotus Spa. All the parking attendants wore multicolored layered robes, headbands, gloves, because they really took their white glove service to the nth degree. We have a very, very impressive clientele, but they don't want to be seen. They don't want to run the risk of paparazzi trailing them or, God forbid, sneaking a photo of them cavorting in the nude in our hot spring. This is General Manager Gary Bulgaria. So we dress in these outlandish outfits uh, in the hope that if any of the paparazzi came by that uh, we would draw their attention so that you're let's say there's a movie star named Ken Affleck who yes. comes here they won't be tailing him they will be so distracted by the outfits of others yeah like here we, we got one special for you you can go in that dressing room and Try it on, or you can just strip down and change here if you want. Thank you. That's a good distraction, too. I appreciate your openness, but I'm not quite there yet, so I'm going to just go into this uh, this curtained uh, area. Really, Gary, Gary. Yeah? The gong is missing from oh. the lobby. From the lobby, someone took the gong. Okay, Abby. Abby, <gasps> let's just calm down, Abby. Kundalini instructor, Abby Apparatus. Um... Okay. What do we do? How how are we going to distract people when huge celebrities come in with with noise if we don't have the gong? Gary! Let me think. I'm a problem solver. Let me think. Okay. What do gongs do? They ring. They resonate. Right, right, right. So what if we become the gong? That's actually... Gong. That could work. Actually, Gary. Gong. Gary. Very resourceful. I'm back. Did you go somewhere, Gary? I went to become a gong, and I'm back. Wow. Wow. Miss Simsberger, we're sorry that you had to see that it's a little peek behind the curtain that we usually don't show people no it was uh it's very very interesting um i just want to describe uh for my listeners what abby is wearing abby is wearing um basically the opposite of what the parking attendants wear the parking attendants wear many layered robes and gloves and and things like that abby is the exact opposite she has very very little on um it's basically you know, it looks like a bit of Swiss cheese over the top. Um, not quite sure what's showing, what's not. Um, and then it looks like a Ziploc bag on the bottom. She designed that. I'm, I'm also a, a designer as well as a Kundalini instructor. So. Oh, look, I just found the gong. What, it, it was behind that Japanese curtain the whole time? The whole time. Somebody must have moved it. <sighs> I bet I knew who it was. I bet it was... Nat Damon, our client 
we're not going to say what his real name is. <laughs> uh, discretion. Uh, is- uh, hey, hey, man. Uh, I just uh, I want to give you this ticket here for my car license plate J C Riley. <laughs> Oh, I I got it. I got it, uh, uh, Gary. I got it. Let me let me take this one. Oh, uh, you, you should be interviewed. That that's one of our clients. You no, I, probably, but I, I'm working though. I'm, I'm working. Here. I mean, you know, he's you want you you're not close to him like you were if you were his stepbrother. <laughs> oh yeah, cool cool man. It's like yeah, that's one of my movies. Well, you can take it, Gary. Yeah, if it makes you more comfortable. No, you go can ahead. go ahead. Oh, Let's okay. see how you do with okay, great. John, I mean J C Riley. Uh, hello, Mister J C. I will take your your keys to your vehicle and oh, oh the, uh, yeah. okay, thank you and uh, your 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 ticket right there. Oh, great. Um, and we will be here whenever you are ready. Please. Help I mean, yourself. I'm ready right now. So yeah, you're ready. Okay. Great. I mean, I'm looking for my car right now. Oh, okay. I understand. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Sorry, Gary. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, I'll be. I'll be right back. Uh, just go help yourself to go. some fresh jalapeno water right there. Jalapeno water is the latest thing among all the movie stars. Um, Loretta, this is your big. Oh, I can call you Loretta now, right? Yeah, that's fine. This is your big moment. It's okay. your first uh, interaction with a celebrity client. I think you can really thank you, Karen. Go for it. Thank I believe you. in you. Another thing that you would normally find, you know, again, valet regular parking areas is they run again. They run and they sprint to that car and they come back. You know, they're switching them out. They're switching them out. Not here. Uh, Gary was very clear that he wants to keep everyone very calm and serene. Yes, so if, you are if, actually supposed to. Always have, um, you know, one foot on the ground at a time. Move very slowly and uh, fluidly to the vehicles, which is a bit difficult because it is a uh, eight-story parking structure. Namaste. Hi. Hi. That's Bruce. He's the other parking attendant. He's on his way back. Breathe in with me. Now breathe out with me. Are you enlightened? I am, but I'm still looking for a Tesla. There's so many Teslas, but I'm looking for this particular Tesla. That's okay. We'll find it. What is the deal with this parking garage? Oh, hello, Barry Blindfold. I'm so sorry. Uh, can I help you? you it is you crazy. Lost? It's like you could do a whole TV episode about like getting lost in a parking garage and it really happens. Oh, sir. I'm so sorry no one is, is helping you. Um, um, if you give me your ticket, I'm sure I could find um, your vehicle. Um, Here you go. Oh, thank you. Okay, great. Um, what were you driving? I was driving one of my many, many cars. I have a lot of them. I don't even remember which one. Okay, okay. I turned a whole townhouse next to my townhouse into a parking garage. Oh, okay, great, okay. That's what happens when you make a lot of money. Okay, just help yourself to this hibachi grill in the foyer, and I'll be right with you. Thank you. Call me crazy, but that person had an uncanny resemblance to... Jerry Seinfeld, right? I know, Bruce, right? So are the employees then just allowed to talk openly and freely about who's here? It's it's very um, overwhelming oh. to find these names. Well, technically no, but I'm the bad boy of Royal Lotus Spa. I like to break the rules. I could tell Bruce was telling the truth. His robe only had four belts and not the required six excuse me seven one for each of the rainbow and he was walking rather briskly can i tell you a secret please do bruce the jalapeno water yeah it's really red pepper what i know it's very mild isn't it it was rather mild yes bruce bruce yes sir uh Oh, you're Gary, ta- I'm so sorry. Um, uh, we're just... You're just talking. I hope you're not talking about any of the customers. Oh, no, no, no. He's just hes just helping me Bruce? get to the vehicles. I was just uh, informing Miss uh, uh, Berger Sims about the Berger. ingredients of... Me. Yes, I was just telling her how the water here was infused and how the ingredients include jalapenos. Really? And how good it is for you. Bruce, would you see me in my office before you go home tonight? 
Sure. Gary, Gary, something very disturbing has happened. I put the gong back, but the koi fish wood sculpture is gone. It's gone, okay, Gary. Okay, Abby, okay. This is not a problem. This is a, this is a solution right. waiting to happen. Right. Okay. I'm just, I'm sweating through my Ziplocs. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you were a koi fish statue, yeah. where would you be? I already looked behind Japanese curtain. I don't know. Is that where you would be? No, I would be, I'd be swimming. I'd be swimming in, in, in the Royal Lotus Big Spa. Did you check there? I didn't check there. I'll go check now. Miss Berger, can I tell you a secret? Found it! <laughs> Please do, Bruce. You want to know where the gong went earlier? The first time? Yes. Please tell me. I hit it. <gasps> I told you I'm the bad boy of the Royal Lotus Spa. Sorry, I'm still looking for my car, man. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. J.C. Riley. Um, uh, Miss uh, Simsberger should uh, oh. be able to... Hi, hi, Mr. J.C. Um, there was a guy, Barry Blindfold, that, that was also looking for his car, but he couldn't remember what it was. And, and so then two tickets, and then I got the tickets mixed up, and so I just have this, this weird like clown car looking thing here. I'm I mean, so I'll take whatever car you got, man. I mean, Sir, would you like some jalapeno water? <laughs> yeah, I tried some already and it, He's gonna it be, wasn't like hot. It was pretty mild. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want him to have to be here all... Why are you laughing so evilly, Bruce? Oh, I, I must have had a... a, a, a I think I swallowed he's, a fly. He's trying to come up with a lie, I can tell. All I say is... We don't want you having to stay here all day and into the Talladega nights. Yeah, okay. This is, I mean, that's great. But I got to get going because I, I, have, I have to fuck at a vineyard, so. You have to what? I have to go fuck at a vineyard. With whom? <laughs> With my goodly wife. What, what business of it is yours? I'm just curious is all. Come on, man. Is that code for you're hanging out with Mr. Farrell? <laughs> no, no, I'm okay, not, I Bruce, haven't seen Will in a little bit. But Br- Bruce, you know that guy's. Well, he's not a client. He's not here right now. I didn't do anything. I didn't break the rules. Bruce, Bruce, I'm beginning to think you're a rebel who doesn't like to live by the rules. I started to realize that the serenity that Gary tried to constantly push on his employees and his attendance was actually making them more anxious. So I decided to break the rules. I decided to follow Bruce's lead and just sprint. I sprinted up hey, four floors. Loretta Simsberger, stop running. Stop running. But Mr. But Mr. J.C. Riley's car. And you gotta get, gotta get to him. Mr. You can't Mr. run. Blindfold. Stop running. Stop running. I gotta run these ropes. God, these ropes are so hot. What? Mr. Burger. Oh, these ropes. Miss Burger. Yes, what? What, Bruce? What? You want a koi fish? A koi fish right now? Here, I've got three in my pocket. Why do you think you didn't know? There's, I mean, I'll take some of that, that, that red pepper water. I'd love some. Especially since it's so mild. Okay, fine. I'll just give them to Mr. Farrell and Riley. We're going to fucking Napa this weekend. That was when I realized it takes a certain type of person to be a parking attendant at the Royal Lotus Spa. I'm trying to feel better I'll just splash some Kool-Aid on my face just kind of wakes me up feels nice okay that'll about do it for this American Lie thanks so much for joining us I'm gonna change to some better music oh there we go oh that's two songs alright this will wrap us up thanks so much for joining us on this American Lie our program this week was produced by Chloe Grace Horowitz, Greta Smythe, uh, Will Gorsh, uh, Thomas Michael Sandino, Loretta Simsberger, Ruby Holmes, Danny Eber, Mike Hughes, uh, Janelle Banish, Micah Gordon, myself, Ari Grass, and of course, the big boss man, Mr. Troy Maltia, who was supposed to meet me for coffee at 11.30. What is the deal with this parking structure? That'll about do it for this week's This is American Lie. Stay tuned next month for another episode of This American Lie. 
Hi, this is Ruthie Holmes with This American Lie, the podcast. I'm sitting here with Micah Gordon, Janelle Benish, Mike Hughes, and Dan Heber. And we would like it very much if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at This Lie.